Welcome, everyone, to the A Better Way to a Podcast. We are your hosts, Jordan and Andrew, and today it's just us. Just the two of us, boys. Just us guys, Just dudes hanging out. We have a great episode for you guys today. Something that we came up with this morning, and we're happy to show you guys. I like how at the very beginning we say, we haven't recorded it. We're recording it right now, but we know it's going to be good. So we're going to tell you we've got a great episode coming up. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but usually after every episode, Andrew and I talk about how much of a banger that last episode was. It's always so good. It's always a banger. Partially because of our guests, but as you guys will, as you guys, man. All right, I need to unfuck my mouth. I'm just going to unfuck my mouth real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Consider my mouth unfucked. Actually, that means at one point it was fucked. I don't like that. Anyway. (laughs) Why don't you like that, Jordan? I just don't like it. You're not into that? (laughs) No. No, I'm not, Andrew. Um, And that's okay. It's okay. Not that I have anything wrong with people who are. Clearly. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's, not that there's anything wrong with that. Mouth fucking. Anyway, this is why we don't have sponsors. Um, <laughs> Someone's going to sponsor mouth fucking. Someone's going to do that. Someone's going to hear that and be like, this is my brand, Sponsoring dude. mouth This fucking. is a good fit. This time. All right. I lost you for okay. a second there, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Please I don't cough directly into the microphone. People are listening to us right <laughs> let me, now. No, sorry. Jesus Christ, I'm saying I can't help it. Fake it. Fake it. Don't be sick for like an hour and a half. Jesus okay. Christ. All right. Here I am, healthy and whole and unbothered and very energetic. Moisturized? No. Damn. Very right. active. Take a break. Go moisturize. Come back. All right. So, you... Went to a competition. Yeah. I went to a Not your first competition, competition, but... My second. <laughs> yeah. Closer to my first than my last, that's for sure. Yeah, I went to two competition. Bootstraps Design is a dude that we met, Cole. It's a dude that we met last year at Woodland Brutality. He was one of the stage designers and RSOs of Woodland Brutality. Probably did a lot of other stuff there too, but he is the guy who let me borrow the outside the waistband holster when I was at the open carry protest at the state capitol not too long ago. And his stipulation was that he would let me borrow a holster as long as I returned it in person at one of his matches. So I did. Went up to Vermont. It was like a five-hour drive or something like that, but totally worth it. Spent the night at Kohl's, met his wonderful girlfriend and amazing dog, uh, Aya, the sweetest pitbull I've ever met. One of the sweetest. I can't, I know the sweetest. I'm not going to talk about her here because her voice, her, she's too sweet to talk about on air. Anyway, it sounded weird, but yeah, had a great time. <laughs> Hung out with uh, who is a listener of the show and also another gentleman that I met at Woodland Brutality last year, if you see the pictures online. Yes, I love this guy. Yeah, thank you for being so awesome. And Cole, for letting me stay at your house, barely knowing me. Yeah, so I brought my plate carrier up, which is a Eagle Industries Mar Cirrus plate carrier. It's uh, like an old, it's what the Marine Corps used to use. Not the newest, but it was 100 bucks on eBay, a brand new surplus. So that's what I got when I bought a plate carrier and had my AR which has a 1 to 6 LVPO on it, LPVO. I always fuck that up. And my bone stock Smith & Wesson MMP40. So it has a light, but that's it. No red dot, no compensator, no fancy mags, nothing like that. It was a great time. The first thing I will say is that if you're going to go to a competition, make sure that your equipment is going to work for like the round count of the match. I have no shortage of 30-round mags for ARs. Just got to find places to stick them. For that, yeah, pretty much. But 
my vest, because I don't have a belt set up, my vest wasn't set up for pistol mags. So I grabbed one of the Miltech pistol mag pouches that I have here that we sell. We're actually probably out of them now, but I still had one. Just slapped that puppy on there. It was enough. Uh, it held two 15-round mags. But because I only had two 15-round mags, well, so first of all, let me back up. I was going to shoot nine out of it because I have a nine mil conversion barrel for the 40 slide. And it also, when I bought it, I bought two nine mil mags that are nine mil to 40 conversion mags. I didn't realize this uh, at the time. So in Vermont, I bought two more nine mil mags. But they don't work with the conversion barrel. They don't work with the regular magwell on the 40. So uh, when I went to go insert the mag at the beginning of my match, it wouldn't click in and it just slid right out. So I had to go back to the 40 bodies. barrel, which I only had two mags for. So I only had 30 rounds and I ran out of ammo at the end of my pistol stage when I could have made up a minute bonus had I had more ammo by spinning a spinner. So I ran out of ammo. I missed a couple index cards on the first match. And as a result, this is what blows me away. I thought I did okay on the first match, which was four index cards and then a little metal flipper target, I think. Or was it a spinner? Anyway, Cole, I'm sorry for butchering <laughs> your thing there. But it was a good time. It was a great time. But I missed a bunch of stuff. I got like probably four minutes in penalties total. Yeah. And as a result, I came in 15th out of 17. <laughs> Third from the bottom. So That's not bad. Well, it's not last, but it is bad. <laughs> but it, all oh, that matters man. is the friends we made along the way. Cole and did phenomenal. I think they came in first and second, respectively. Uh, I think it was like literally like 10 seconds behind Cole out of all the all the stages. But yeah, they were both extremely fast, very proficient shooters. Well, because they do it a lot. Yeah, well, that's a big thing. Is I bet if you do it a bunch more times, you'll get better at it. Well, and that's the thing. So I'm. <laughs> it's one thing to think you know what you're doing and then to buy stuff that you think is going to work for you. But it's another thing entirely to go out and shoot with it and to see what actually works for you and to see where you stack up with like other people because it's very humbling. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I think I came in like 138th out of 170 people at Woodland Brutality last year, which I think is probably proportional to 15th out of 70, right? Oh, yeah. If there's 170 Roughly. people, that's, well, my math is not mathing, but. Anyway, you know, that was one of those things like I was using other people's gear. So I was like, I put it off on that. I was like, yeah, it was other people's gear. I haven't practiced in a while. I'm kind of out of shape, yada, yada, yada. And I know you're going to make a comment if you weren't yawning there about me saying yada, yada, yada. But that, uh, no, not no that's for the Patreon. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, it is. The first thing I noticed was not having a belt kind of sucks. Not having a belt set up kind of sucks. Having everything on the plate carrier and the plate carrier that I have specifically because it's not minimal at all. If you guys don't know, the Eagle Industries Mars Series, it's a very good plate carrier. It was, I mean, it was adopted by the Marine Corps for years. But I got it because there's a ton of space on it because I didn't have a belt at the time. So pretty much my whole shit is loaded out. I have my IFAC. I've got five magazine pouches on it. I've got multi-tool. I've got a, a admin pouch that hangs off of like a dangler. I've got set up for a radio. I've got a radio pouch on there with a woven K-tail antennas antenna. It's kind of all decked out. And one thing I noticed is that it was kind of bulky. It was kind of heavy. And when you're wearing a lot of that weight up top, I feel like it limits your mobility a little bit more than, you know, if you were to carry more weight on your waist. So that's one thing I would definitely change. Definitely get a belt. But yeah, I mean, it was that and not having a red dot sucks. Going from not having a red dot on your pistol sucks. Having the LPVO was great. That was that worked flawlessly. But yeah, not having red dot sucks. I think that's definitely going to be my next like bigger investment into my gear. Yeah, it's pretty nice. 
I've got an RMR on my 320, which I like. I like the RMR. It's a very good, straightforward optic, pretty low-mounted. My only problem is I hate replacing the battery. I hate taking it off and doing all that and re-loctiting it. I actually had to send it back for warranty service because the battery contacts were, like, not solid. Like they were corroding? No, no, like, and this is like a known problem. This is like a known but not well-acknowledged problem with uh, RMRs, the, like from like Trigicon RMRs, that certain ones of them, like sometimes for just from the factory, they don't like contact the battery properly. Oh, and I didn't so, realize that. Yeah, yeah. And so I had sort of fixed it by putting like electrical tape underneath the battery to like push it farther up into the battery cavity. But eventually I got fed up with the issue and sent it back to the factory and they, fi- they confirmed that it was a problem and sent it back fixed. That's good. Yeah, it sounds like a really shitty problem to have out of the box optic. Very expensive optic. Yeah. Yeah, it's not cheap. (laughs) You know, it is a great optic. It's got a long battery life. I just, I like hate, I just like hate taking the whole thing off to replace the battery. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why I'd like to switch to the lead and steel, the PB3 Pandora. PB3. (laughs) Not sponsored by the red dots. And this is the best. (laughs) It's a chonky boy. Have you seen one of those on a slide? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's nice. I mean, I've heard good things about it, but it is a thick boy. That's why I don't want an adapt. I want a factory cut acro mount. Yeah, well, that's nice that they have it, an acro mount. If your slide's milled for an acro, it'll fit the Pandora. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want it sitting on top of a mount with all the fucking extra. Yeah, that makes know. sense. You know what I learned over that weekend? Yeah, tell me. Why closed emitters are preferred now, or maybe not preferred, but a consideration to take when you when are... hot shit? Bro, I didn't realize this. So the RMR wasn't originally a pistol optic. I knew this. It was meant for the saw. It was meant for the ACOG that came on the saw, squad automatic, the M249. Oh, yeah. For the like RMR on mounted on top of the ACOG for the saw. And oh. people were like, oh, that's a really cool red dot. Let me put that on my pistol. But it was never meant for a pistol optic. Because it was itty-bitty and it was made to withstand recoil. That was the thing. Probably, probably. But one of the biggest flaws with like an open emitter like that is that if you dig it into the mud or the dirt or something or something gets oh, in front of fucked. the emitter, it's fucked. And you can't wipe it away because if it gets in the little grooves where the emitter is housed, then you've got dirt and it's fucking up your red dot. So a completely closed optic with a closed emitter you just wipe off the glass and the emitter is still protected. It's still projecting that red dot. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was like oh yeah, an issue. So thanks, Cole, for schooling me on that. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that I want to make the switch too. And it's not that, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I have it on my concealed carry. I'm not super worried. I carry concealed inside the waistband. I'm not really worried about scooping up mud with it. But yeah, if I go to like a competition. Bro, lint? Know, Belly button. Lint, yeah, lint is a big problem. Pocket lint is lint. the enemy. If you get fucking soaked and like some water moisture gets in there, like the electronics are fine, but if the emitter is covered and you don't have something to dig in there and wipe away the moisture, yeah, your shit's fucked. That's why you got to carry a Q-tip in your EDC, brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, hold on. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to be a good guy with a gun, but give me one second. I just got to wipe away my the moisture in my, my open emitter right here. Thanks, Church of God, for that. Appreciate that. All we have to do is make tactical Q-tips, and those things will be fucking mint. Make like a Kydex holster for like five oh, yeah. Q-tips. Dude, done. Stack it up next to the extra mag in your waistband. Fuck yeah. This isn't Money. cotton, dude. This is tactical Mil-spec textile. fiber. Mil-spec fiber, yeah. Spell F-I-B-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> F-Y-B-R. F-Y-B. Fiber. F-Y-B-R. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. We got that. We're gonna make some like we'll offer the mil spec fiber rods. Mil spec fiber rods. FYBR stands in- for fix your bad red dot. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> fiber. Oh man. 
So yeah, now I haven't read that sucked. I'm glad you have a red dot at least. Do you still have the irons on it or did you? I put suppressor height irons for to see through it. Sick. Okay, cool. So you still have sights like if you're... Your emitter's fucked up. Yeah, for sure. But I would rather just not like have to deal with that, you know? Yeah, of course. That makes sense. But anyway, I shot both Coles and pistols. Cole had like a super nice Glock that he had all done up, which was way more attainable for me than uh, CZ Parrot, which is like a $5,000 gun. But I will say shooting the two, it is pretty nuts what five grand can get you out of a pistol. Yeah. I probably wouldn't like fight with it though. I don't know. Yeah, like as a daily like if carry. You were like, I don't know. Uh, what I gotta carries. go to a gunfight. Do I want the? Do I want the parrot gun? I don't do know, I man. You shoot clock. with whatever gun makes you a better shot. Yeah, that's true. I think. That's true. Especially if I'm in a gunfight, like that's the time you want to fight yeah, with the thing you spent the you know, money like, on. I, like, I would take the fancy gun, but I'm worried they're gonna make fun of me when I get there. Hell no, not with this thing. It looks <laughs> fucking dope. Yeah, they're gonna make fun of me. You know, they'll make fun I don't of you. Get bring out like a snub before I shoot some guys or a deagle. Yeah, but yeah, really cool guns. I definitely think I want to get a Glock. You know, I, I like my Smith & Wesson, but 40 is is a little bit more expensive. So get this. Dude, I get bought a, it. Get a Glock MOS and the new Holosun, what do you call it? SCS. There's one that's like made that mounts to the MOS mount. Because normally you get the Glock MOS. It's a proprietary pattern that they sell their mounts for. So you would like, you would buy the Glock RMR mount or the Glock whatever mount. Oh, interesting. But the new Holosun mounts directly to the Glock MOS pattern cut. So I'd like to know if anyone's heard of this and anybody's had an issue with this. So shoot us a message if this applies to you. But it was recommended to me that instead of getting a factory milled slide from Glock, like getting the Glock MOS, get the pistol you want and then have it sent to a company that does milling specifically because apparently the QC on some of the mill jobs from Glock and some of these other companies that don't like specialize in doing the milling has been not the best. Like, the fact yeah, that they've had any sense. issues is what I'm saying. So, yeah, if you've had an issue there, shoot us a message. Let me know or, or uh, make it, show us, take us a picture and tag us in it because that's one thing that I'd never considered before. Yikes. So, Andrew, you're wrong. My bad. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I would say, like, from a company like Glock, their QC is probably on point and it's probably just not as good as a company that only does milling. Yeah. And I was looking at that, too, but, God, it's so expensive. It's like I already bought my gun and then, like, fucking Parker Mountain wants, like, $500. That's nuts. For- for, for like, milling and doing slide cuts. That's nuts. Wow, yeah. okay. And I'm sure there's cheaper places, too, but, like, I don't want to, like, send my slide in for, like, the budget optics cut, you know? like No, of course. Well, and that's interesting that you say that because I don't have 500 bucks random, like, I mean, unless I saved for it, but to pay somebody to mill, I mean, that could be something that could be unobtainable for a lot of people. Yeah. Whereas, like, buying well, I a, got 500 bucks to do it. I just don't want to spend I'm just it on saying, that. Andrew, you don't have to throw your dollar <laughs> bills in my face. No, no, I'm just saying. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, even if you have Not the money, it's like, that's, there's an opportunity cost there, right? It's like, you know, I don't know. You could buy more ammo. Yeah, for you sure. You could buy more magazines. Yeah. Buy a plate carrier. Yeah, all these things that I need to get on. It just sucks. Like I'm limited to 10-round mags now living in Connecticut. So I have to buy 10-round mags when I do get a 9 and just buy a multitude of them instead of like a 15-round mag or a 17-round mag for a 9. Well, if you're if you're round, why don't you just buy a big old fat single stack 45 then? Because <laughs> seven's not enough. Well, if you're competing. Mags, the Chip McCormick or the Power Mags in 10-round mags. What are those? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. want a 45 though. Unless I'm getting a 1911, in which case you got to get God's caliber. Yeah. Caliber, not caliber. That was my first gun. Big old 1911. Which one? 1911. Who made it? A six hour. Six hour. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> 
I fucking heard you the first time. Man. So you're coming to Woodland Brutality this year, bud. Yes. I'm going to do Partisan. Same. Let's talk about that. Because I don't have a plate carrier yet. Don't yell at me. I bought soft armor, concealable soft armor instead of a plate carrier, which is totally contrary to all the Instagram fucking swag lord advice. But that's what I did. <laughs> but if you're going to use it, then it makes more sense to you. Yeah. How many yeah. people are actually going to use a plate? Like, who don't compete? How many people get to use a plate carrier for what its intended purpose is? How many people get to use concealable soft armor for what its intended purpose is? I just felt like thinking about what kind of bullshit I could get into against my will. And it seemed like concealable level three armor was level three plus armor was probably like more realistic. That makes sense. I would hate to get shot. Like period, obviously, but with yeah. soft armor would suck. But you're not going to die unless chest yeah. wall trauma. And you got to hit your heart and shit. And that's, you know. Anyway, it's better than bleeding out from a puncture wound. But it's not a high-speed competition gear kind of thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. You should wear it to Woodland Brutality and be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm this wearing This is what a- I have. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be a plate carrier, though, so I don't think you'd— uh, No. And I bought one that you can slip plates into. It'll take 10 by 12 plates. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But Rest I still don't— Yeah. I don't really want to— I don't want to run that at competition right now. I think I'm just— <laughs> I'm No, just I do don't think that would count is what I'm saying. Because Oh, of, yeah. Well, it's not— Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'd have to look at the rules for that. But, yeah, so you're running partisan. You've got chest rigs. How are you feeling about it? Pretty good. I need to decide which one I'm bringing. I have a few different chest rigs because I'm a weirdo and I, like, buy different stuff and, like, see how it fits and— Yada, yada, yada. So, I so many people are nodding their heads right now. Like, I do yeah. the same thing. Like, that's what you do. I feel like, like I've you never have used to. any of this stuff. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, far fewer people nodding their heads right now. But yeah. I definitely know, you know, that's, yeah. I think that's a reality for a lot of us. Yeah. It's just because I see it. I'm like, oh, that's what I want to use. And then I get it and I like try it on. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I see something else. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe that's what I want to use. I'll get that. And because I haven't like gone to any competitions yet. So it's just been years of me like acquiring different <laughs> chest rigs and being like, yeah. Mm, yeah, maybe this, maybe that. I don't know. So you have the Fenris, right? I've got a Fenris from Nightmare. How do you like it? I mean, it is what it is, right? It's like a concealable, it's a high capacity concealable chest rig, right? Yeah. It's it pretty looks cool. cool. It looks dope. I was thinking I'll bring it, was, it for you if you want to try it. I mean, I'll always try it. I, I think if I run a chest rig, I'm going to look for something with a little bit more real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's the thing is that this has real estate for mags and nothing else. That was that's the what idea I mean. It's very specific. It's like a minimal chest yeah. rig, which it looks great. It looks comfortable. It has the mags oriented in a different... Not mega comfortable. Okay. It is concealable. It does hold the magazines. You're going to know you're wearing it. It was not made with like comfort in mind, right? It wasn't like made, it was with made with love. <laughs> It was made with concealability and capacity. Well, that's because it has the four of the mags oriented sideways under your arm, right? Right. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Sense. Yeah, probably not something you want to cuddle with. But cuddle, no, but it, but it does what it does really well, right? You know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's got the split front on it. So you could, if you need to like hit the deck and you don't want to like be dragging your two front mags through the dirt, you can do that. Or if you're wearing like an open jacket, you can kind of let it hang. Stuff like that's also good to consider like when you're thinking about cover and concealment if you're prone because I know when, it was funny, you know, when I was in the Marines, we had our loadout, the way that it was, was we had six mags directly in front of us. And then when you try to get into the prone, you'd be laying on double stacked mags. So like that greatly increases your profile. And if you're trying to get low under something, this is like, you know, we're out of the realm of like what is going to be common. But 
Guarantee you, well, if you're getting if you're shot at, you're going to want as much of your shit covered as... Well, yeah. th- that also, it creates a weird fulcrum. The more shit you have in front of you, yeah. so you laying flat on the deck is going to create a much more stable shooting platform. And you know at Brutality, they're going to get you on the deck. You know, they're going to get you in the prone. Yeah. And so I got one chest rig from Unobtainium Gear that I set up with... I think it's got room for... Oh, God, is it six or nine? I think it's six. But, like, across... All the way to, like, under the armpit. So, like, from armpit to armpit, six rifle mags, and then I've got another double mag up front. I'm going to have probably that chest rig, and I'm going to set up a belt with some more mag carriage. And I'm going to bring a lot of ammo because, you know, I'm not... I'm not used to this, so I might miss, and I might be... <laughs> I might have a lot of makeup shots. I don't know. Dude, trust me. You and I will be together. We will both be sucking wind. I just got this I just got this anxiety about like not having enough ammo. Dude, you want, like, you want to I, have a little bit more... Uh, you want to bump in your anxiety? We're shooting the staff match, so everyone there is going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about that. Like, I don't really care. I don't really care where I fall in the placing. I just don't want to screw it up like there in the moment. I want well, to do my you're, best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want to give it give it my best, not be limited by little screw-ups and hiccups. You better do your best, Andrew. I know you yeah, will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. Well, what's nice is we're the lineup, like the standings are combined. So, you know, we'll know how we did in relation to the other people competing in the staff match. It's just going to be really intimidating, like shooting with all these fucking professionals. Oh, yeah. No, these dudes are good. But it'll be fun. You know, last year was a lot of fun. All the RSOs were super cool. So, uh... You'll have a shoulder to cry, and we'll both suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you shot with an AR with an LPVO. Did you find yourself, like, zooming in and out and doing, like, high-speed shit like that? No, no, no. I stayed at 6X for the—so there was one—I was at 6X for both of the stages. One of the stage was—one of the stages was a 50-yard. That was the index card shots. You had to get four shots on each of the four index cards and then shoot the little flipper thing in the middle. Uh, and then the other one was a 100-yard target and a 200-yard target. So both of those, I was at 6X, and I had a jolly good time. But obviously, if you're doing something closer up, like if I was doing something that was close range and, and distance, I'd probably have to switch because finding the target zoomed in at 6X when it's closer to you is going to be more difficult. So I was thinking about running a uh, red dot with a 3X magnifier. That's what I used last year, and I liked it. Yeah, but I'm kind of torn between that and just a 3X prism. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I've never shot with a 3X prism, but I feel like you'd be fine. When I shot the PCC, when I did the pistol match, I don't think I had the magnifier on. So I was just shooting at zero magnification with the red dot. And I did fine, but I don't think three would have hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you'd be good with it. I Well, I don't know. I can tell you the red dot and magnifier worked well for me. I can't tell you how 3X will. I think it's nice to have the versatility. Like, you're, you have that option with the red dot and magnifier. So the solution here is that I need to get out and shoot with all this stuff. Sounds like a plan, Andrew. Yeah, get it's off easier your said than done. Forget your kids. <sighs> Divorce your wife and go to the range. I wonder how wow. many people have, like, ruined marriages so they could, like, attend brutality matches. Well, I know two people who haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife, my wife has been wife. super supportive of me. My wife just yeah. supports my shooting. It's very nice. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not making fun of anyone from actual Kazakhstan there. I'm <laughs> so sorry if so I sorry. someone. I fucking love Borat. But, yeah, so my wife is supportive. It's I just can't find the time to get out the door. It never just, it just never works out. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough, dude. Really well, that's the thing. Like, sad. my wife is supportive for me going to, you know, I went to Vermont not too long ago, and I'm going to Woodland Brutality. 
those are my only two matches that I have scheduled for the year. So, but that's on top of us going to Austin or uh, San Antonio together and going to Vegas in January. So, but like with those two things, you know, those four things, one is a weekend, one's a long weekend, another one's a long weekend and one is a week. So that is tough. That is tough for sure. And I realize how lucky I am that I have a wife who's supportive yeah. of me. And it's not even a support thing necessarily. Like you've saying your wife is supportive, but it's just hard to find the time. That's really right. tough. Like she would let me, she, I mean, let me, like she encourages She'd you to like get you. out the door and do it. Yeah, I release you. And she's like willing to look after the kids while I'm gone. It's just like, I can't, I just, I can't make the time, you know? Like I always got shit to do. Well, you've also got like a farm work to do and shit, yeah. which I don't even have to do. I mean, but I guess I have the a better way to a thing. I just don't uh, the a better way to a thing. The thing that literally this whole thing is like eighty percent of my life. Yeah, that little little bitty, which is great. I have a lot of fun with it, but yeah, that's tough, man. So, like, what do you do? You have hobbies now besides shooting? No, no, damn. <laughs> I was going somewhere I don't with have that hobbies question. anymore. Not my anymore. hobbies were video games and shooting. Brew. I just said brew. Brew. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say dude nah. and bro. Just came together. Brew. I'm not making South African a personality. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. And like, I don't have a crazy answer for that because for me, a better way to A is my hobby. And that's what takes up most of my time. It's not, I used to ride motorcycles all the time. And then I started doing this and this takes up most of my time. Now I don't have time to ride motorcycles as much. So on top of being a dad and, a, you know, an amazing husband. So I get it. It's tough, man. And especially when you know that you have to get the reps in and practice in order to get better. I struggle to even find time for like dry fire practice, right? It's like people are like, yeah, get your gear on, do some dry fire, move around. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I could do that. But like while my kids are awake, like I can't do anything that takes more than like 10, 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. At a time. <laughs> and do like they sleep at the same time right now or do they sleep separate? Like do they sleep at different times? No, they're schedules? not synced up. They're not synced up. Oh, damn. So, I mean, really the only time that you have is after they go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Middle of the night. And that's the time that I need to use for like cleaning up, doing dishes. <laughs> I was going to say like, oh, and that's like your time. That's when you got to relax. No. And shit. no, no. That's when no. you have to do everything you couldn't do because you have two kids on a farm. Yeah. Sometimes I can do stuff like after like midnight, basically. But then it's like I'm just, then I, all I want to do is like play video games until I fall asleep. Yeah, you want your brain to turn off. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I so. feel that so hard. What I would like is for just a village of family and friends to come and raise my kids for me while I do everything fun that I want to do. Yeah. Well, but you want to be present in their life also. Oh, of course. Yes. That's obviously. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. Man, if we could get like an extra 12 hours in the day, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I feel you, dude. That's just hard. Also, I want to stop being sick all the all the goddamn time. <laughs> did, you, did you just sense yourself? Maybe. You're about know. to say. You're I'm trying to, to curse like... You know, because, like, my oldest is, like, repeating all my fucking pirate, dirty sailor cursing. Your pirate words? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please my talk fucking, like a pirate in front of your my kid? filthy, swarthy language, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, oh, we'll be out by, it was like, we were looking for something at the store, and it's like, where's the fucking thing? No. <laughs> yeah, people were like. Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so funny. We're it's like funny for me because my every- kid's not saying fuck in public. Yeah, but it's like we're like mortified, but everybody around us is like, yes, do it more. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which is not the kind of reinforcement that you want to give for yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try to tackle that as like when she starts swearing, when she starts saying things that she hears mommy and daddy say, telling her that it's okay for her to say that kind of stuff, but only around mommy and daddy. Like we have there you go. at home Let words, and then we have, well, dude, you know, it's like, because think about it. Like, what does it really do to be like, no, don't say that. Then they know no, it's a it's bad just word. it's social friction. Yeah. yeah. 
so like, you know, I think saying like you've got a safe place to say it and a not safe place to say it, or you've got like a good appropriate place to say it and not an appropriate place to say it. Outdoors, like when we go outside our front door, like we don't say those words anymore, but we can say them in the house. Because how fucking funny would it be to have like a five-year-old just being like, what the fuck? Like stubbing his toe. But in the house, outside the house, he's like, ah, dang, you know? I don't know. That's me and my idealistic parenting style thinking like by giving them limitations, but freedom that like, I feel like restricting things outright only, bro, it creates a black market for them. It can. Yeah, for sure. It can. 100%. I just know how much shit I hid from my parents and like how much sneaking around I did. And I always want my kids to trust me. Wifey wants two kids. I'm okay with one. We'll see where it goes. Probably going to have two kids. <laughs> she wore yeah, me we down got, on the yeah, first we, one. Yeah, I wanted one. She wanted two. We compromised and had two. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Well, you can't have half a kid. No, no, not so legally. So if you're meeting in the middle, you're going all the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I just saw a video of a guy who realized that his second kid was actually going to be triplets. And... Handled it pretty well, but man, I have twins in my family, so it's a possibility. She she said, what would you do? I was like, I'd probably shoot myself. I don't know. (laughs) I'm kidding. She knows I'm kidding. She knows I'm kidding, but I was like, man, that would be rough. That would be like, that's like, how do we do this? That's, yeah. Well, regardless, we're not going to make that choice until our first is at a daycare because I don't see spending three grand a month on daycare as being a feasible possibility. But I mean, it's like you spend it now or you spend it later, right? No, no, not at all. You either have it now or don't have it. <laughs> that's well, how it works. Well, whatever. that's like, you know, I look at it as like, uh, I have a job that has like historically been pensioned. I have a pension. At my, I don't have a pension at my job is what I'm saying, but historically has had a pension. Yeah. So a lot of the retirement plans for these guys that are at my job are like, yeah, well, the pension's going to take care of that. I could spend this money now. I don't have that. So like the money I don't spend immediately, I have to think about what is going to go to my retirement. And, you know, like, yep. I, I don't necessarily yep. want, you know, if my daughter wants to go to school, I would love to be able to pay for it. I don't know if that's going to be possible or how much I'd like to help with it. And if she doesn't want to go to school, I'd like the money I'm setting aside for her to be a down payment on a house. I just don't want her to be in debt for the rest of her life. So I'm taking steps to you do got that. a couple options. Oh, I know. Is this about to turn into the A Better Way to a Finance podcast? Because I don't just know if I've got bit, the bandwidth for that. Yeah, well, from you, I'll that. listen to you talk about anything because I like you. So I don't remember the name of the account, but there's an account that's specifically for education. Yeah, we don't do that. that what? We don't do that. You don't do that or you won't do that? Both. It's called a chat account. That's what it's called in Connecticut. I forget what it's called, but it's specifically for education. So if you don't use it on education, you get penalized severely. You get like 40% taken out. And also it's only available to be used at accredited institutions. So if they want to go to like a trade school, but it's not accredited or something like that, they can't use it. So what we're doing right now, right now they have stupid, crazy high yield savings accounts that'll give you like 5% a year. But what I did was put her money into a CD that matures in a year and has like a 5.6% return. And then at that point, I'm going to take it out and put it into another CD. So she's going to have a high yield savings account, essentially, that is going to gain more interest than the college account. And she could use for college or something else. But this is also important to note that you are paying taxes. Yes, that's what I was going to say. That you're going exactly the the Chet account, the college specific account is pre-taxed, so you don't pay taxes on that. It is great if you make enough money and you want like a tax shelter, which I know a lot of people are not going to like when I said that, but it's not an amount that's going to make you rich. I think it's like fifteen grand a year that you're allowed to put into it. Yeah, or something like that. But yeah, it can lower your taxable income. And there's a federal one called an ESA, and there's like a number like a. 50, I don't know, there's 
And there's like a designation for it that's not Connecticut specific. It's a federal account that's tax deferred or tax free, but there's contribution limits. Yeah. Like most savings accounts that are tax free have contribution limits for obvious reasons. But that's why people who get out of paying taxes just open up a fuck ton of them. I don't know if that's possible, but there's ways to move your money around. I'm sure I'm not a finance person. I don't know. But also keep in mind that there's different rules. This is something I learned from my dad. If you just pay, I'm going to have to double check this, but if you're just like paying for someone's education, like there's different gift limits. If you're like, if you're giving someone a gift for education. Exactly. Before they have to pay taxes on it as income. Right. Exactly. Or you do or whatever. Yeah. So like if your dad pays from his cash account, you're an adult, you're 18 years old and your dad pays just from his already taxed income, pays for your school, you don't pay income on like, like that doesn't count as income for you. Yeah, but if it's pre-taxed, you do? If it was money that was not taxed, there's limits on it is what you're saying? Yeah, correct. So like if you were paying out of, you were paying for school out of your education savings account, you would also would not have to pay tax, I think. But if you use that money on something that's like, like a, not a qualified distribution or something like that, I don't know. I just know that like that your like parents or your uncle or whoever paying for your college doesn't count as income for you as a, as an adult going to college. Well, but it doesn't either if it's pre-taxed, right? Like if I already paid taxes on it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it is pre-taxed. I'm sorry. They, this is their like income. my two brain cells smashing together trying no, to figure good. this out. They've already paid yeah. income tax on that money. They use it as a gift to pay for your schooling. But because they're paying your school, you don't have to count that as like income. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Like if they bought you a car, that's income, right? Like, yeah, for sure. You know, if they yeah. bought you a house, that's income. You have to report that. But that makes sense. It doesn't count for education. So that's what my dad figured out was that he never opened any savings accounts for any of these like education savings accounts because the contribution limits were too low for what he wanted. He could get better return. Like you were saying, he found ways to get better return, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And so he just was like, I'm just going to save up money in my cash accounts and pay that way. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of, yeah, where, where thought process is, even if we're not, you know, we're nowhere near the amount where it's like the contributions aren't, or the tax deferments are not high enough for us. But yeah, we'll get there, maybe. Right, hopefully. right. Always forward. It depends on like where you are in your bracket too, right? Like, yeah. sorry. Size <laughs> rolled back. For the, for the- <laughs> I just slammed my head back in the chair when Andrew started like, trying to change the topic. It. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is a gun podcast. We were supposed to make this episode about gun stuff. We turned guns, into this. Guns, guns, Yeah. Guns are also not a savings plan for your kids. No, they're also not equity, regardless of how much you tell your spouse you spent on them. Yeah. Well, they are equity, but they're becoming more and more restricted. So the amount of people that you, I can't sell my AR. But, but that's another thing. So okay. Don't. So let's, let's make this about guns and finances, buying gear, spending time you could be working, buying ammo when you have kids. It's like every hour and dollar that you spend not on your kids is like a double loss, right? Yeah. And so, Oof. <laughs> you know. Well, so I think it's about prioritizing really is like, <laughs> I'm not saying prioritizing guns over your kids, obviously, but no. there's a give and a take, you know, like. You should prioritize your personal development and your personal enjoyment to a certain extent. Absolutely. Just like my wife and I have always said that we prioritize no us over my wife and I, we prioritize <laughs> us over our daughter because we can't yeah. give her a healthy home in a happy home yeah. if she has two parents that are fucked up. So, yeah. And I don't mean prioritize us like, thing, honey, stop bothering to- daddy. He's taking a bath. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, no. Number one thing that will fuck up your kid for listeners at home, number one thing that will fuck up your kid is if they live their whole childhood watching you and you know, mom and dad scream at each other. 
Fuck yeah. Absolutely. You know? Dude, I still remember. Like, I still have images, like, in my head of my parents fighting. That's crazy that, like, you think of these dumb arguments that you've had with your wife or, like, friends or whatever. Do you think they're going to remember? Or, like, do you think a bystander, an onlooker, is going to remember that for the rest of their life? Probably not because it didn't fucking affect them the same way. Yeah, but your kid will. My wife and I, again, talking about this, we've talked about how, like, we're not going to not argue in front of our daughter. We're going to resolve our arguments in front of our daughter. Sure. Because we want her to see that kind of stuff. So, like, obviously, it comes down to respect. With trial by combat. Trial by, yeah. Well, she's going to see me stab her mom (laughs) one day. Anyway, I'm just... She's going to watch me dominate. Uh, listen, I'm way stronger than than her, upper body-wise. I mean, you know, I don't know, whatever. Brittany used to be stronger than me. Really? Yeah, but not anymore. I'm not abusing my <laughs> wife, guys. Don't, please don't report me. Um, anyway, that's what an abuser would We don't say. fight our wives. We don't fight. No, we, don't we don't fight, fight our fight. wives. It's, it's consensual. <laughs> Mutual it's mutually combat. agreed upon combat. Yeah, it's called matrimonial combat. Yeah, exactly. Look it up. God. Look it up, weirdos. So you said you don't have time to train. I said I struggled to make the time. There's a because fixed a amount of time. Thing. Yeah, there's a fixed amount of time. People do it, I'm sure. People make the time. I'm just really struggling to do it. Do you want to make that more of a priority next year or are you okay with yeah, that right now? Hell yeah. I need, right. well, I need to. I need to well, let's I need talk to about shoot. It. Let's talk I need about to it. shoot with my gear. Yeah. What steps are you going to take to make sure that you set aside more time to train? I am going to hound my mother to come and take care of my children while I go do it. But even draft fire stuff. <laughs> I will be. I, I, I believe be you. Lot. I believe you will. And I think that's a great way to yeah. do it. I will be a lot more willing to leave the house with all of the things undone that I have to leave undone to go spend time on guns. I will be more willing to do it if I can get an extra pair of hands here to help with the kids while my wife picks up the slack. Yes. That's great that you have that, man. Yeah. We have, well, we have I mean, family. Knock on wood, right? Yeah, Hopefully. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll die. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. She's a Patreon subscriber. Your mom, dude, for those who don't know, Andrew's (laughs) mom was our first Patreon supporter. I I told her I was on a podcast. She's so excited. I told her that the podcast has a Patreon and she's like, sign me up, bitch. Oh my God. What a wonderful (laughs) lady. And she still contributes like 20 bucks a month. 20 bucks a month. She's so sweet. I don't know your mom, but his mom sounds great. She's a nice lady. She seems really cool too. I've seen pictures of her. She's a cool lady. She's a cool lady. That's nice. That's nice. Nobody's perfect. You know, God knows. (laughs) God knows no one's perfect. (laughs) No one's perfect. Why did I make that accent? What is that, Boston? What is that? I don't know. Was that like an elf from Boston? I'm on my third Capri Sun, man. Don't judge me. (laughs) You are fucked up on Capri. I am fucked up. Anyway. Yeah, so that's one thing. Also, just getting my shit together getting my ADHD under control, getting more willpower to like tackle house projects because it's like we have a bit of a livability problem at our house with so many parts of the house undone. We have like stuff that's like stored in various nooks and crannies here and there throughout the house as like areas of the house have to be finished. Getting more of that done will also make the living space more comfortable and I think give the kids more of a... Like more of a, just allow them to just like live without like interference. <laughs> they don't have to like peel back caution tape to get to certain parts of the room. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Climb under You're like joking, unfinished lumber with nails sticking yeah, out of it. <laughs> no, people are like, yeah, people talk about like baby proofing the house. I'm like, we didn't do that. Like that was did we. The only thing like, we did was put door, we have door handles in the inside of the house, not door knobs. Yeah. So we put door handle yeah. stoppers so she doesn't fall down the yeah. stairs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a baby gate for the, going up and down the stairs, yeah. but that's, yeah, we have, yeah, we have that's some baby it. gates and some stuff like that too. But I mean, you know, I don't know. We try to keep the we power have a lot tool of sharp edges reach. still. She bumped her yeah. head in the table a few times. Yeah. You know what? Like, I'm not saying you need to do this, like anybody listening with young kids, but like we have a table that is face level to her or was for a long time. She's taller than it now. 
But yeah, she hit her head on it a couple times, got up and was good. You know, also judge your pointy objects <laughs> yeah, right. uh, on your <laughs> not own. All, not all I'm, services. It wasn't are, like we don't have marble yeah. countertops within within face smashing range of a toddler. It was got, like wood swords and, duct taped to every uh, surface. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> the big ones though, like stairs are blocked off, cabinets are closed, like cabinets are locked, like floor level. The ones with cleaning supplies yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Keep our pills yeah, out of yeah. reach. All that easy, easy peasy. Yeah, I got a gun safe. Finally, I got a handgun safe. I have a gun safe, like a tall gun safe for my rifles and stuff. And I keep all my ammo and all my non-used, my pistols that I'm not currently using. But yeah, I got a handgun safe because that's what you do when you have a kid who's walking around. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you do. I've been meaning to make a video on that. It's actually, it's a really good one. It's all analog. There's no digital or battery or power. It's just got six buttons and a twist knob and it's a combination lock. Love that. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, prioritizing, it's tough, man. Because you can't just like take off. I mean, you can, right? Like if your Plenty of people spouse do. is infinitely patient with you. Oh, you I could was gonna, just like, like, yeah, if you want to be a derelict father, then. Yeah, you could just like take off and be like, and I'm sure like generations of dads have done that. Like I'm going fishing, yeah. I'm going hunting, I'm going to go do what I want to do and you will just do everything. Pick up the slack. And that's yeah. one way to do it. If you just, I mean, if you really think that marriage is going to take it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think that's indication of other issues going on personally, but that's yeah, just me. For you sure. know, that's my non-judgmental but ass like, judging. Yeah. But like me, I would like to make sure before I go and do hobby stuff, even though it's like shooting has a lot more benefits outside of just like being like a hobby. Right. But even so, before I take off and do that stuff, I do need to know that I'm not just like leaving my wife high and dry for sure or like leaving my kids to like fend for themselves yeah it's I, i'm glad you think that you know i'm sure there are other people out there who don't but that's you have to think of like a circle like a dartboard of priorities like hold your higher priority items closer to the center and then like as you get further out things that still need to get done but like are, are less vital dartboard was a bad analogy because the, no, the, no, the no, point system it. works off works on darts but you know like i would say that learning how to be proficient with a firearm is also a benefit to your family from like a home defense standpoint. But there's a line, obviously, that you will reach eventually where the amount of time that you spend committed to that is taking away from something that is going to be more beneficial to your family. You know, if you spend all day downstairs in your personal little like airsoft range, drawn from a holster and shooting balloons or whatever, I don't know why I made that so cartoony, but you know, your family's going to miss you. If you spend half your income on ammo every year and your family can't afford that, then that's going to take away from them. So yeah, I think everyone's different. I think everyone's got different values, different uh, priorities. But I definitely think in our space, like where we are, I think we're both pretty equal as far as like family values and things like that. I definitely think there's more leeway for us to spend shooting, doing gun stuff for sure. I'm like you because I'm like you. I don't prioritize it. I don't make the time. I need to plan things in advance, so I stick to them. I stick to things I plan. I will never be like on a Saturday and be like, I'm going to go shooting. I have to yeah, plan yeah. it a week or two before. Oh, my God. And my wife will try to do that. We'll be like, suddenly, like, the day is free. And she's like, you should go shooting. And I'm like, it's 11. My brain wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, like, I wasn't ready. No. <laughs> she's like, it doesn't always have to be a big production. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. This is not what I meant when I said I wanted to be more spontaneous. Yeah, like it gives me like to like suddenly switch gear, and that's like an ADHD thing. No, for sure, one hundred percent. Like that is like, oh, it makes my bones hurt. Yeah, you know? <laughs> dude, I've tried explaining this to my wife how like if I plan to do something and plans change, it 
Like it, it sucks hurts. for everybody. It sucks. It hurts. Oh my god! It will throw me off for the rest of the fucking day. It's like, what are you mad about? I'm like, I'm not mad about anything. It just, it just fucking feels like I have bees in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll be like we had to change plans. I'm like, I know, and it's fine. I'm just, ugh. I didn't <laughs> I just want hate it. it. I didn't want it. I hate it for no reason. Yeah. I'm just angry. Let me be angry. Yeah. Like I want. It's. Uh, it feels like you. Because the thing is, like, you have to prepare for things mentally. And when you spend time, you spend like mental equity, like paying for things, get it preparing for something. It feels like a waste. Like I feel like that you're not going to do it. I feel like that's how I feel. At least that's what I take away from it. The only thing. The only thing. And it's funny. There's like a spectrum. There's a scale here of like mental like preparation time versus when you're in the activity, the amount of work that has to be put into it. So like hanging out with friends. I love hanging out with friends. But I've told my wife for our entire relationship that for me, hanging out with friends is still work. Like, as much as I love being with friends, I need time off afterwards. So, like, if we spend a weekend with family that I love, I need some decompression time after. If I spend, like, the afternoon or the whole day with a friend of mine, like, or in a group setting, I want to come home and do nothing. And I would love to do nothing with her, you know. But but I don't want to go from like a friend's house that I spent six hours at to a family dinner because both require work. Sometimes you have to do that, but and sometimes you just have to suck it up. But yeah, it's, you know, versus like going, uh, preparing to go to the friend's house, being there is going to feel worse. So like if last minute plans change and we get to stay home, I'm like, oh, okay, thank God. Hey there, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you do like what we're about and want to support us, our Patreon is a fantastic way to do so. It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late night recording sessions. Now you may be thinking, this podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you, but what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash a better way to a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now that's all for that. Back to the show. We had this whole trip planned this weekend. We're going to go to the Viking Yule Festival in Kilgore, Texas. That's sick. Yeah, but as a Christian, so- you sacrilegious piece of shit. Oh my God, grow up. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Just that sucks. The, Why aren't you going? In the realm of things like. Did you feel like, like you were going to lose your, your Jesus points if you went? No. I don't think this so. is. Wow, this is unexplored territory. Why don't I, I make don't fun think- of you more for being religious or for believing uh, in God? Well, because I'm not a fucking bitch about it. I know, it. you're not a dick, I don't and think, I hate like, I don't you. Think, <laughs> I don't think God gives a shit about you going to a Viking festival. I don't, man. I Oh, man, this is, I immediately I get, felt bad. I'm like, this here's is why. This is why I don't make fun of him, because yeah, I like him as like, a person. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. So there's one thing that's going to get you, lose you points with God and the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's not understanding your sins and not repenting for them. Yeah, that's it. That's the gist. That's what I get. Yeah, that's, that's the, the gist, gist I've gotten. So you can go to a Viking Yule festival, and even though you're not pagan and you're not, it's not. First of all, I don't think that's like a fucking. I don't think that's a sin at all. I don't. I mean, what is and isn't a sin? It's so stupid. This whole fucking. Let's not go down this road. 
No. Like, <laughs> no, we can do it. We can yeah, talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We can do I, it. You know, this is the thing that I've always, <laughs> we, we were having this conversation before. I think I was having it with you about how I used to work with a guy who was a born again Christian. He would go on mission oh, trips God, and stuff. so annoying. Well, so you say that, but like you would never know until you asked oh, the guy. Oh, okay, good. There you go. And that was like, I was like, wow, That's this lazy. is the best that this could go. And But I would ask him, I'd be like, hey, so hypothetically, I spend my life helping people like adopting dogs, you know, taking care of babies, stuff like that. If I die an atheist, I'm still going to hell. Or I'm agnostic, I still go to hell. He goes, yeah. I'm like, damn. See, I don't, I don't Fucking even sucks. But like, it doesn't suck because I don't believe in it. But that, it's, I feel that like would suck if that were true. That would totally like, suck. And then you have the I people just, that like, are like, I, well, like, just in case, just in case, why don't you? No, just, see, and that's the thing, the just in case thing, that's bullshit too. You can't just, you can't like believe in God just in case. You either believe or you don't. But I don't believe in eternal punishment for anybody. I believe in universal salvation. I think you cannot square the idea of a loving or even an indifferent God with the idea that you can, because you didn't repent at the right time, you can be like eternally damned. So what happens? Do you believe in a hell? I, but I think, I, I mean, if there is a hell, I don't think it's like eternal punishment. I think you just have to, I think you just Like you have could work to, your way out of it? Yeah. I think. I like I think, that. Yeah. I think that you have to understand what you did wrong. People say like your sins, right? Like that's the biblical word for it. But I say just like what you did wrong. Like, like the, the, the harm that you did. You have to understand it and you have to be sorry. And I think that if you don't get to that by the end of your life, you will get to it at some point outside of time and space and and then you will be you you will have eternal salvation. I really think if more Christians were like you, this world would be a much better place. And that's well, not to say like, you know, I don't remember the last time a war was started, you know, based on Christianity alone. But I mean you could argue that like our Christian values of of people in government and leadership definitely influence that. But I definitely, yeah, I wish I wish people just out of all religion, I wish people just shut the fuck up about it and like. I think tribalism not, is not hurt problem. people. I think that you know Christian values are what they are, and and when you really drill down to what Christian values are, they are very simple. Say you're sorry and try not to hurt people. You know, <laughs> like and a lot of a lot of religion is like that. I think that across the board, most religions, the message is do your best and be sorry when you don't get it right. So the business about like trying to save people, that's more of like a born again thing, right? I think evangelism, I mean, it's called shit. Like, so yeah, ev- evangelism is like this idea of like, you know, you've got to get out there and spread the word. And there's a little bit of that in the Bible, but, but not in, not in the way that you see it today. I think we've talked about this on the show before in, in one way or another. When you really look at the way these evangelistic Christians tell people to spread the message and and what happens afterwards it really feels like 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 cult methodology where yeah. like you give you arm people with this really aggressive message and they go to their family and they say these things and their family is like I don't like that and as a result I'm going to distance myself from you and then that person goes back to the church and says well I tried to save my family and what they did is they shut me out and then the church says well that's okay because you have the church you have us and you can give us all your money instead of your kids and your, you know. That's like, wild, man. I work with a guy who was a Jehovah's Witness and he came out as gay and his family shunned him. Like that's the word yeah. for it. Literally, they shunned him. Nobody in the family. And one of the weirder part, his brother works with us also. It's nuts. And they don't talk to each other. It's really sad. And, you know, as a result, the other guy is a perfectly nice guy. 
And then you just find out this crazy shit about how nobody in his side of the family talks to the brother because he's gay. I'm like, that just sounds like homophobia with extra steps. Yeah. And they're like, no, <laughs> like, we don't have a problem wild. with him being gay. It's just our religion. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> you know, what do you mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? We've talked about this. Like, you know, but then it also, where where do you draw the line between like, we've because we, we've said this before, like, I don't have a problem with a racist if they say they're racist. Just don't make excuses for it. I want to know like where you stand. And I think you should own it if that's your case so people can argue. Like people can, be, fuck it. Be, you believe in something, fight people on it. Don't say it's for this reason and that reason. And I do think like with religion, you know, it's tough because there is a line where it is truly a belief. It's not like, like my, my, my friend who was the born again Christian, he never said a homophobic thing to me. Like I, I never took him as that, but he was like, but they're going to hell. He's like, but I'm also not going to bother them about it. Like it's, but, but I was like, okay, all right, so, well, like, so he, here's another very important Christian value. It's not for us to judge whether or not like being gay or anything else is like wrong in the eyes of God. It's not for you to figure out. Yeah, that makes sense. So then like why, why pressure people about it? That's the, st- right, that's the stuff exactly. that I think turns people off to all that is, I don't know. I do not think it makes any fucking sense for a supreme being, a creator of, of reality to really give a shit about like, to give to care at all about something like gender or sexuality, I mean that makes sense to me. Like if someone is this omniscient, omnip- omnipotent being, they're gonna care who you love, like or you yeah. sleep in a bed with, or you. Who you and bang. they're like, okay, like, but they, but God's cre- created us in His image. I'm like, that's well, something. God's a, a little that's gay. Something a, that's something a mortal <laughs> man wrote in a book. Yeah. First of all. Listen, if so God like, created like, you in yeah. your image, then God, there's there's a part of God that likes pegging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's the other <laughs> like, thing. I'm sorry. It's like, it's like, people it's do like, it. You're going to tell me God doesn't make mistakes. And it's like, okay, well, but, you know, here Have here you been to like, Ohio? No, no. No, <laughs> sorry, what I'm you know saying what I mean. is it's like, it's like, they're like, you're playing, you're playing with a, uh, what is it? It's like, it's not natural. It's not in God's image. It's like, well, but God made this person, you know? Yeah. So you it's think, either unnatural you or think, you're not right? made in God's image. But I think I mean, I think that it's 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 just really begging the question. Like God made this, God made this person, God made that. God made the the universe, God made the world. God set forth the conditions from which life sprung here on this planet. I don't think God made each one of us individually in our in our parents in our mother's God womb. set the parameters. Yeah, right. Like it doesn't <laughs> He's like it doesn't don't make be sense. like no outliers and and yeah. everyone within these parameters exists now. Yeah, right. And so and so from that perspective, it's like, no, there's no mistakes. There's nobody's nobody's like ruining like the image of the idea that like each one of us is like a special manifestation of God's will. I don't know. It's a little arrogant. And I don't know if that's heresy or whatever, but like I get into these these discussions about like what is and isn't the image of God, but it doesn't even really fucking matter to me because I don't I don't believe that in the first place, you know? Yeah. I feel you, dude. It's it's really interesting because Normally, I like having these conversations with, and I like having this conversation, but normally I like having these conversations with, with people in general. I have a coworker who we talk about this often, or I talk about this often with, like almost every time we work together, which sounds so weird in any other job to just like discuss religion plainly. But um, I don't feel any desire to debate the evidence of God with you. And I wonder if it's because your belief is so like it's harmless to other people. It doesn't, and it doesn't, but it also here's the thing. And this is the only thing I'm going to say about that. It wouldn't be belief if you had proof. No, no, I get that. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be <laughs> faith. Know? It wouldn't, I yeah. know. 
I get and this, it. And this is what people, this is what people on both sides forget. You know, Christians are always looking for proof of God, though, you know, but it's like I would argue they why? aren't. <laughs> well, they're looking they're looking for an excuse why they don't need proof. But, yeah, but, or like I, or I metaphorical know. proof. I know what you're yeah, saying. They're like, they're, this like is... they're like, does not the sunset prove the existence yeah. of the If molecules God? were just a little bigger, a little smaller, there would be yeah. no life. I heard that like, one the other day. I was like, like Oh my god, who buddy. gives a shit? That was the whole <laughs> Yeah, like the whole the whole point is that you don't know and you choose to believe. Yeah, and so anybody anybody comes at you and they're yeah, (laughs) anybody comes at you and they're like, we got to get you know like there's no proof. How do you like? What do you want? What do you want from me? What do you want me to say? (laughs) Throw arms up. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Like I don't like I don't care. Like what do you (laughs) you know? That's great, buddy. No, I I think I man, I really wish more people had conversations like this about stuff like this. And uh, I don't know how we got here, but that's uh, it's all yeah, in the what tangents. What were we talking about? It's all in the tangents. I don't know, man. I've got prioritizing stuff, woodland brutality preparations. Yeah, preparations. I think kids. we we did not do our preparation. So what are we doing? What are we preparing for for woodland? We gotta we gotta practice more. We both gotta practice. Yeah, we both have to practice. I want to say that. So it's like mid. It's early December right now. I think we should both set a New Year's resolution to practice more. Practice yes. at least. Like, there's no Let's, reason we can't practice once a buddy, week, dude. Like, not even buddy. physically going to the range, but like, are you clapping to get my attention? You fuck. Let's make a no. <laughs> shut up, guy. Catch a catch a bubble in your mouth and just shut up for a second. Catch Let's a make what? A, <laughs> catch a bubble. That's what I say to my kids. Catch a bubble. So they go. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Catch a bubble, Jordan. Listen to me. Once a week, that's perfect, but we need to make a program. We need like a fucking sheet of paper. Dude, the ADHD you like is speaking gym. to the ADHD me right now. We need a yeah. fucking spreadsheet. We need, we need to need plan this shit out. We, we need, need to put it on our fridge. No, because I can oh, I need something I can put in my calendar, my yeah. dude. What bro? Calendar notifications. <laughs> And I'm so, so I'm I'm depressed, so I don't do this shit. But you're in, you're anxious, so you need to make this for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, listen, I'll happily make something for you, but that works for both of us, dude. This yeah. is great. I'm so down. I'm so down. Let's fucking go. Let's, Let's make go. a program. Let's We're gonna make a, make a shooting program. Maybe we can put some fitness in there too. Well, actually, let's not get out. Yeah, of I'm course. gonna bring. No, I'm gonna bring my kettlebell to the range. Oh, so this is a range program. This isn't like just a training in general, like pro- like whatever, going, dude. Okay, all right. Whatever. No, no, no. What whatever range is going to let you bring a fucking kettlebell? Do you have? Oh, you An probably have ranges one? like that in Texas. No, not here. You can't bring a kettlebell into a range. No, I can't cross the firing line. I only do it once every thirty minutes. Well, you could you could go do some some squats and some uh, swings. I, uh, hear me out. Go back to I'm going to do the two separately. You can, whatever. Yeah, that's what, but I'm not saying you have to. I like that idea. If you have a range that allows you to bring a kettlebell to it, then more power to you, bud. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So we'll do a plan. We'll do a program. Once a week shooting. Shooting once a week. That shouldn't be too hard for shooting, like an hour a day. The problem is it turns into three hours because for me, it's, there's a gun club around the corner from my house. I've got figure one out how to become a member five there. minutes from my house, an indoor range. So if it's just shooting, I can manage that. I want to make it out to Cedar Ridge to do some like outdoor stuff. Yeah. Periodically. All right. But, but I can, if it's just shooting and working on fundamentals at least once a week, I can manage that. Yeah. Fundamentals are, are, are key, man. I feel like that's a lot of it. And just, you yeah. know, I got to work on getting a red dot on my pistol for sure. Cause I don't think I'm going to get a whole new pistol and a red dot by Woodland, but you know I, what? Uh, Christmas is coming up. I'll get you something. No, shut the fuck I'll up. You're something. not doing I'll that. Get you something. Now, I'll get you a little. 
burst fast fire. A little? No, stop. Bur- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Everyone listening right now, if Andrew buys me a red dot for Christmas. Kill him. Do, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't listen to kill him. Don't do that. <laughs> That'll be part of my training, fighting off fans. <laughs> <laughs> Not, they're like full-grown adults, though. It's not like that. Yeah, here we go. When you were ten yeah. kids scenario. Here we go. Woodland brutality training. If you spot Bro, you us might in not public, get past just one. fucking jump us. You might not get past one. That's not even like there's no guy. Like, you don't know who this first guy is. The first wave. You might get Jim from Pipe Hawk Consulting. You might. Yeah. You might just fucking get murdered. What an honor that would be to be murdered by Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, does he listen to this? I don't know if he listens to this. He listens. Are you listening? Oh, he did listen to this. He does listen. Did, at least. Did, I don't know, Jim, if you're listening. Doys. Badoy. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Skadoosh. Panther City Tactical dude lives near you. Anyway, if you're he around doesn't San live, He lives like Texas near. Oh, yeah, For you, was, this would be like an impossible task. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Well, if you live near... Oh, fuck. Did I say where you lived? No. All right. Never mind. You said near Panther City, which is which sort of locates me. I've said San Antonio before, and that's what I. Oh, okay, okay. Well, if you live near San Antonio, it's up to all of you to hold Andrew accountable. He's not buying me an optic for Christmas, and if he does, you know what to do. You probably seen him at a coffee shop. Just go in there, go in there, and tell him. You've probably yeah. You've probably seen me around. Probably seen him around. Guy with a beard and hair and fucking nerd from San Antonio. So we'll do that. We'll set up a plan to practice consistently. And um, I got to get my gear squared away. We have time. Let's have our, we let's have time. Have our this gear, is not until May. Let's have our gear finalized by... March? How about March? March, yeah. March. And we have two months to practice with it. Final, final gear check is March. All right. Final gear check is March. We'll check in again. Write that in the notes. We'll check in again. One of March's episodes. Talk about our gear again. And uh, that way we can hold ourselves accountable. You all know what we're working with. When we see you at Woodland Brutality, better be the same shit we talked about. We'll see. But yeah, main goal is to be better. Be better shooters. Be better fathers. Be better husbands. Be better people in general. And, be better uh, Christians. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Except Jesus Christ in your Oh, own. my God. I'm just going to not do it out of spite now. now. i'm laughing and my whole screen's shaking that's pretty funny i'm gonna be i'm gonna be extra heretical it probably probably doesn't matter definitely won't be i don't see you doing that doesn't matter doesn't matter at all i'm just gonna watch we're staying together in vegas i'm gonna find him over me fucking crossing and praying and throwing holy water that's not holy water Here's a anyway. here's another fun weirdo Christian thing. Um, there's only one prayer you need to know, and you do it for yourself, and you don't do it for other people. What's that? It's the Lord's Prayer. Oh, okay. I'll let you Google that one. I I think that's the one I know. That's one they say all the time in church. Yeah, that's actually literally in the Bible. If you believe in the Bible, in Jesus' words, he's like, "Don't fucking don't talk to God. Don't do it. He hates it." guys it's so annoying stop talking to him stop rambling on he literally Jesus himself is like this is the prayer that you do and you just do this one time and he'll know what he'll know what you're what you're talking about that's it yep I like that that's way more simple than a lot of people make it yep and yet and yet and yet Christian prayers there's hundreds especially the fucking Catholics 
They love their prayers. They love them. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I went to a Catholic wedding and the 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 bride passed out. She fell like to the ground because she was up there standing. That's why you don't lock your knees out, folks. Anyway, so final check in (laughs) for gear in March. Most people don't know that. I didn't realize like most people didn't know that, but I guess most people don't stand in formation for hours at a time. To where they would have to know that most people are walking or like only standing. I'm such a fidgeter, dude. I couldn't stand. I could not. You can I stand like when you're like the the public, the threat of like public shame is looming above you. You can, you'll stand still. But um, yeah, so we've got, yeah, preparations for Woodland. Uh, I've got making fun of Andrew in the notes and uh, <laughs> <laughs> make a training. I'm impervious. I'm impervious to your mockery. I, it's not that you're impervious. It's that I literally, it's like when you do that, I have this wall that goes up in my brain. When, when I start making fun of you, I have this wall going up in my brain that physically oh, makes it difficult to make fun of you because I like you. and like. Gosh, but I like people gosh. that I make fun of. You know what? It's just a different relationship that we have, you know? Just, I'll, I'll work on that. It's an alternative relationship, if you will. Yeah, I'll work on that. Because I have friend groups. All we do is break each other's balls, and it's great. And we, I love them no less than you. <laughs> and I've known little, them longer. Be a like, little gentler on my balls. I don't want them to break. All right. I'll be gentle. I'm using them. I'll be gentle. You're not using them anymore. Well, for now. <laughs> yeah, I guess for living. Are you planning on having yeah. more kids? Eventually, yeah. Wow. All right, you want a girl? Of course gonna... I want a girl. Okay, all right, all right. I told my wife that I'll have another kid if she agrees that it's a boy. Which really, like... It's so funny as men. I feel like we have to have a son, but I fucking love being a girl dad. Dude, it's great. And yeah. I want that for you. It's oh, different. Yeah. You know, it's just different. Like it's different. I don't know what it's yeah. like to be a boy dad. To be I a boy dad. It's really dad. hard. It's yeah, really well, that's, hard. That's what I hear. Boys are like chaotic, more chaotic than girls. Maybe. Mine mine are certainly very chaotic. I, I think that's across the board. Like boys are crazier, girls are I don't know. When I start going, but girls are emotional and boys, boys are weird. You know, anyway. they say uh, girls don't like boys. Girls like cars and money. Oh my god, I fuck Charlotte. <laughs> I saw a good Charlotte in concert. It's so good. Well, of course they're good, or they would be bad Charlotte. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Yeah, All right. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> I saw them in concert. I cried. I got drunk and I cried. Like a fucking Aren't girl. they Christian rock now? Like a girl. Why would I say that? What a silly thing to say. No, they're not Christian like, rock. No, they're not. Like they Don't you a, dare. I feel like Don't they put out a Christian album. Do that to me. No, they probably put out a Christmas album. It's not a Christian no, rock on. band. I'm going to find it. Because I feel like my sister put it on for me, and I was like, this is really bad. Most Christian rock is really bad. Hold on. Good. The only Christian rock that's not bad is the kind that you don't know is Christian. Like, I didn't realize that Gideon... The metal band was Christian rock. And now that I know and I listen to the lyrics, I'm like, oh my God, it makes total sense. They're not. Stop Googling it. They're not Christian no, rock. You're wasting up. your time. You're wasting your time. I must be confused. Yeah. They certainly are Christian from a Christian forum. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fake news. I feel like I heard... A, I feel like... Hold on. All right. We'll figure this out later. Do it when the camera's not on your face and people are listening to you talk <laughs> about things. Oh, whatever. Anyways, no, and I just want to leave on the on the final point about religion. I, I had a, a friend in a really. Conference. You don't think you've said enough? More religious than me. You don't think you people hated, have said enough? He hated Christian music, the idea of it. He hated it, and uh, like from a religious friends, point of view, or from like a musical point of view. From a, from a, like a moral standpoint. And oh wow! One of my other friends asked him why, and he said, "You know, if you're looking for a plumber, you're going to open the uh, phone book and look up Christian plumbers." 
<laughs> he's like, no, it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's not what that's not what religion is for. You know, that's like, really funny. I'm like, sure some people, people would. He's like these people. They just want your money, and they figured out a good way to get money from Christians is to is to just like write bullshit Christian music. But how's that any different than like grifters like uh, Joel Osteen and shit? They're not like that. different. It's not different. It's the same All right. thing. All right. So don't be fooled. All right. On that note, listen to Slayer that, instead. Now that Andrew's done proselytizing, <laughs> proselytizing, proselytizing. I've never said that word right. I know for a fact I've never said that right. <laughs> <laughs> Prostheticizing. Prosthetica. Yeah. Anyway, prosciutto. Anyway, on that note, Andrew. Jordan. I'm asking at first, do you have a piece of life advice? A little, be, little dad advice? A little, little piece of uh, nugget of wisdom for our listeners? You know, don't yell. Ever? Just don't yell. Just don't yell. I've yeah, actually heard like, that before. Like, if you don't have something that can be said without yelling, your point isn't good enough. Well, I, and I don't want to say that, like, I don't want to say that like yelling is never appropriate. Like anger is never appropriate because that's not true. It has its place, right? But I feel like there's a lot of times where I want to yell at my kids, at my wife, at somebody. And it's like, just like slow down because it doesn't actually, it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. It doesn't help. It doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't make the, the situation any better. Just don't yell. Try not to yell. Try not to yell. Let's go that way, that route. Yeah. Yeah. Try only to yell when absolutely necessary. Like if somebody, like if somebody's about to step in front of a bus, you can yell. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know? I told the guy. Did if you, you yell? If no, I never yell. If you've asked your son to do something three times and he doesn't want to do it still, you think like yelling at him, you know, even if it gets him to do the thing, you think that's going to make your relationship better? Yeah, I think that's a good you know? point. I think a lot of times parents yell because it makes them feel better. That's what I do. Like, yeah, I when I yell at my dog, it's not because my dog is now going yeah. to listen to me. Like, but I, but I feel like the times that I've done it, I always feel like, man, that, that I should have done that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> dude, I yell here's at my another, dog. In here's front another uh, tack on advice to that: apologize to your friends and, and loved ones. It's wholesome as fuck. Don't, don't be afraid to be like, hey, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have done that, and I'm sorry. Do you and your wife do any sort of like? Mind you, this thing every now and then. Mine, my wife, my wife, and I do this thing. <laughs> I've ever known them. We uh, we say two roses and a thorn, or two good things about your day, and what was one bad thing? No, I don't do that. And uh, sometimes it's like, who should I apologize to? Because we didn't like didn't have a bad thing, but I'm, I'm probably gonna have to apologize to this person later. We don't do it every night, but sometimes we say it. Usually, when we're laying in that. bed, I should do that. But yeah, check in with my wife. On that note. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. You probably did. It's a banger, like all of them. And uh, I hope it was worth it, the strain it put on my poor sick throat. I hope you liked it. There's a it joke so somewhere there about your throat being strained and everyone else liking it. But uh, <laughs> on that note, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, whatever time of day it is. And uh, until next time, cue the outro. Thank you.
Thank you.